Welcome to uh, another episode of Wayside Talks. I feel welcomed. I don't know about you. Yeah. Good to be here. Very welcomed. <laughs> um, Good to be back on. Yeah, I guess uh, we can just go around and say what we've been doing. We are a little bit late in this recording, but it's always good to give the fans a, an update of what's going on. So, Ranger, you want to tell us what's, what's going on in your world? Yeah, so... Um... Over the last week, I did a little uh, road trip, had to drop my sister back off so that she could go to Chicago. She's been here for like two weeks, so, or uh, a lot longer than two weeks, like two months, <laughs> my bad. Um, and uh, we drove from Phoenix to St. Louis in around uh, 48 hours. It's kind of crazy, a lot of driving. Um, yeah, but it, it's and then like kind of recovering from it the last couple of days a lot of <laughs> caffeine and uh fast food that takes out epic swampy what about you um not much for me kind of similar to uh the routine here i've been doing a lot of biking recently i still haven't been running yet since my injury so that's um I'm looking to get back into that this week, but um, other than that, I've been, you know, just my, I've I've been kind of establishing a routine of just, uh, you know, wake up, exercise, make music, hang out with the family, go to bed, do it again tomorrow. <laughs> so that's my life right now. I feel that. In FM, what about you? Uh, yeah, similar to the rest of us, I've been um continually to do the same stuff but i uh, i also had to drive a little bit this past week i had to drive up to uh presque isle which is right on the very like northeastern corner of maine to uh pick up all my sister's stuff from boarding school after she uh didn't get to go back up there after spring break so that's been the highlight of my week it was uh not as long as ranger's drive but definitely uh a hike so wait your sister goes to boarding school in presque isle uh, she goes to MSSM, which is in Limestone. It's like 30 minutes from Presque Isle. Isn't the that the main school of science or something? Yeah, science and mathematics. Apparently, it's like a good school. I don't know. It's a school for nerds. She's a nerd. so. Yeah, no, I've actually heard a lot about that. I, it's it's almost like a myth, though, I feel like. <laughs> what do well, you mean? I don't understand how it's a myth if she goes there. <laughs> I know, but like you always hear like, the main science school, whatever it's called, and and how it's like the number one like magnet school. Well, I don't even know what a magnet school is. Yeah, I don't know either. I think that they just like trick kids into going up there to do farm work on the potato field or something. Yeah, and I've never ever so hard. I've never <laughs> met anyone that actually goes there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to the actual school, so maybe um, it doesn't exist. So I don't know. Just, you're not enough of a nerd yeah i mean <laughs> you have it's to believe. like a it's like platform nine and three quarters you can only uh access it uh, if you got the stuff <laughs> cool um yeah and i i spent the weekend in uh uh in maine memorial day weekend visiting my girlfriend and i i was con- pretty much 
uh, cuckolded into uh, buying an apartment into uh, the, for the summer months in Portland. So I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> moving back to Maine. Um, and that uh, all yeah, this week? what's that? That all happened this week. Yeah, my, one of my friends yeah. uh, reached out to me and was like, "I have a, a spare uh, room that's opening up for the summer," and uh, so I'm I'm locked in for three months, with it, which is great because I'm working from home and uh, can basically go wherever I want. So I'm dude, that's pretty dope Portland. having a having like a three month, uh, almost like a three month lease or sublet or whatever it is that you're doing. That's like a kind of ideal, like yeah. in this time. Yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer in Portland, that's for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. Much better than a summer in New York City. <laughs> Definitely. We're we're the second. We're, I don't even know if we're on second wave. I think we're on the third wave in New York <laughs> right now. Yeah, probably. It's not. They're not even waves. It's just like just the a non- con- Corona. Yeah, it's just constant. It's like a fire hose. <laughs> it's like a wave it's, pool. It's never going away. <laughs> it's a wave pool. Yes. It's one of those infinity pools where it's yeah. just you swim in one place. That's a metaphor <laughs> for Corona, I guess. Literally. You have no idea where it ends or where it begins. Just melds into the rest. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a. Decent amount to talk about this episode. I feel like, um, you know, it could be our most important episode yet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Indeed. Yeah. We've received some tragic news from camp that, indeed, as our worst fears have confirmed, uh, camp is not to be opening for the 2020 summer. Uh, A bigger tragedy in Camp Aguam history, I'm not sure if there's ever been. Never. I honestly agree with that. I think it's a complete and total travesty. Um, that's really disheartening. Yeah. As, like, a a community that's so powerful and so, like, uh, helpful to so many people, it's going to be a bummer to not have that support system. Well, the support system will be there, but not the physical, like, like being at, in the place of camp is going to be really tough for a lot of people, I think. But yeah, it's awful. If we, uh, I think that there are ways that we can, like, kind of keep that spirit alive without, uh, without totally dis uh, regarding this summer entirely. You know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Pour some bug juice out for the lost summer of 2020. Yeah, I'm specifically thinking about uh, the 15 year olds who don't get that summer. I mean. I I read Chief's letter and it said that anyone that was enrolled for this summer, you know, is automatically invited back for next summer. And I'm I'm thinking like, is it possible that like the 16 year olds next summer get to just be campers for another year? I think that's possible. I think yeah, that I the, that. I think that it's I think that it's possible. It's the it would just be it would it would just shake up camp so much. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, would there be two 15-year-old classes, essentially? Yeah, I guess essentially. That's yeah. That's crazy. Like a class. They get merged together. 
I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. And then, and then they would together, and then they would both go on to do a senior club year together. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Because then they'd it gets have a little like bit messy. Senior clubs, and that would be leaving out half of it. <laughs> yeah, then it gets a little bit messy afterwards where, uh, you know, then they're both senior club together, and then JC, but the. But they're not, they're different ages. Yeah, but then, but then they could be the other the older age group could be full counselors at that point. So then, you know, where where do does they get to just skip stop? their JC year? Yeah, right. or they or they skip the club year and just go straight to JCs after their uh, yeah. That's what summer. I would do. That would be decent enough compensation, honestly. Skip the JC or skip senior club. You know, if they want to come back for a year of manual labor, they can come back as JCs. <laughs> Word. Yeah. I'm with that. Exactly. Hmm. All right, Camp, we figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe convert Callaway into a 15-year-old cabin for a summer. Lock off, like, the TV area. I don't know. They, they might not even have enough cabins, if you think about it, to do. They might, they uh, might take two fifteen off. Do a whole switch around, but see, like part of the fifteen-year-old summer is being up in Upper Campus still. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in Callaway, yeah, like I don't know how that would work. Maybe they could, they could, I don't know, like maybe like make another tent or something. I feel like those are pretty easy to prop up. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen and outpost. <laughs> yeah. They could just. Yeah. Uh, they could just make. Make it so no eight-year-olds can come to camp next year. Oh, they could put Colby. They could put uh, Colby as an upper. It used to be an upper campus cabin, right? True. I feel yeah. like maybe. Yeah, like yeah. Colby and Bates up in the woods. It's like connected, kind of. Yeah, they could literally add those two, and make them fourteen-year-old cabins, and then put both the tents as fifteen-year-old cabins and be good because they're both behind fifteen-year-old cabins anyway. Yeah. Right. Both the upper campus tents are behind Brown and yeah. Columbia and Cornell. Yep. That, so that makes sense. Mm. Turn the prop room into a little uh, sublet area like Coxon's <laughs> got for the summer. <laughs> Turn that into like a three person cabin. Squeeze them in there. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there's, there's a whole lot you can do. Oh, I have something that. I feel like, you know, might be uh, related to what we're talking about, but um, sort of like how we bounce back from this. One idea that uh, my dad actually brought up was like, what if you opened up the cabins to just like regular folks this summer for like people that were like displaced or like, I don't know, like frontline workers or something that like are having a hard time like living in like in like their regular homes or something and like charge them like a nominal fee like basically turn it in turn it into one massive like i don't know what the right phrase is but like one massive like uh i don't know like um like i'm like i'm thinking like an emergency like shelter area or something Basically, what if you turned every single cabin into an apartment this summer? Okay, it could make a ton of money. Dude, some of those cabins, like Bowdoin and all of those cabins in Middle Grove, like Lower Middle Campus, and a lot of the ones in 
uh, lower campus have like million dollar views. Not that you could rent it out for a million dollars, but I'm saying the view is like unbelievable. If they were if they were like a resort, like Magus or something, like you could you could you could uh, convert it for a summer. What, what is the most you guys would pay a month to live in those cabins this summer? I because uh, you got to no think they don't have it's there's no functioning like water or kitchen area. I don't know if there's a bathroom on property that, that would be working this summer. Probably, probably not. That's true. We have all of the water. Maybe like two fifty a month. That sounds pretty dire. Two, yeah, because two fifty a month, and you're living in like probably a cabin full of other strangers. So like, yeah, I was thinking like two hundred a month max, but two hundred a month. You know, I bet there there are people that would definitely pay that, and you'd think like the maximum amount of people that that camp could hold would be like what like i don't know like a hundred people maybe for that kind of experience yeah probably yeah and so so you get a hundred people paying 200 bucks a month and then you're you're getting twenty thousand a month which is sixty thousand a summer which is like six (laughs) campers worth (laughs) <laughs> we're saved we're saved six campers that's a whole cabin <laughs> it's half of mason all right so we just we just got one cabin worth of revenue for the summer yeah now, now we got to figure out the next 14 cabins all right let's take them one at a time all right yeah you're next all right we, we got mason the, uh, mason first what's another What's another million dollar idea that we got just cabin worth of revenue? Oh, turn Milwaukee into a paintball like course. <laughs> and run session <laughs> for sure. But like biodegradable paint, of course. I think that scenario begs the question, would you rather hold the cabin assigned to six Masonites or a <laughs> hundred displaced disgruntled workers? <laughs> <laughs> What activity? If it's sailing, definitely a hundred disgruntled, displaced frontline oh, workers. It's in lacrosse. You got to get everyone suited up too. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. Because <laughs> then you have to disinfect all the gear like... afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. The Masonites can be pretty tough when they're they're suited up. Like, uh, they'll they'll go reckless on each other. That is true, and that's entertaining. Should camp market itself as a wedding venue pretty heavily this summer? Like, what else could it do? You know, that's not a bad idea. When I was working at Magus, I had um, uh, I, w- I worked a bunch of weddings, and they would rake in like a hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars for one wedding, and they'd do two weddings a weekend. Jesus. Yeah. Damn. That's wild. So if camp I mean, was doing that, if camp did one wedding a summer, 
Although, like, I don't, I don't even think that's going to happen because for the same exact reason, like, you can't have people congregating at camp. Yeah. Unless, yeah. of course, like, I don't know. I haven't really fully read Janet Mills' guidelines. Um, but, uh, um, like, does she allow weddings to happen this summer? I don't know. <laughs> no, I have no idea, actually. I assume so. I couldn't tell you, though. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Not getting married, so. You sure? I mean, unless you uh, want to rethink your response, Swampy. I'm not getting married. Okay. Were you married? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gasps> my stars. <laughs> Here's an idea. Maybe we release these, like, various species of big wild game into camp and we charge people in parties of like three to four we want to go out on exotic hunting trips and throughout Agawam's like land like hunt down I don't know like a bison or something in the middle of middle grove I love that we should take oh let's take it the next step and make let's take the most dangerous game to camp Agawam <laughs> Rhinos. No, have you ever read the short story, The Most Dangerous Game? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wild story. The guy, I like, think you're searching for uh, uh, cops and robbers is what you're trying to say. Sure. Except stakes being much higher. How, how does the danger... You, you can get the, pretty injured in uh, cops and robbers. Very dangerous. Yeah, the most dangerous game... At, Ranger, have you read that short story? Yeah, I, I read it to, uh, I don't know if this is a good or bad, but I read it to my cabin. I think like two oh, no, it's a, great, it's a great ca- great book to read your cabin, 100%, or story, whatever. It's uh, essentially, Cockton, it's, it's uh, this guy is a big game hunter, and he's so good at it that he gets bored. He's, he's, he's gotten every single animal that's like the big game, whatever. And then he turns into this recluse, like owns his own island and invites uh, prominent hunters to come like hunt wild game on his island. And then the most dangerous game is he like sets that hunter out into the wild and like hunts him and says, I'm going to hunt you. You're going like you can't get off the island. And like he lewd me and they can't because he's a sick hunter. It's crazy. That sounds pretty sweet. It's it's wild. You should read it. It's a really good read. And uh, it's totally, totally ag-appropriate. We should bring it to Agawam. I think that that's what we should do this summer. You want to hear something that's not ag-appropriate? Uh, this was during <laughs> main idea. Uh, a camper gave me a book to read to the cabin. And I was just like, all right, sure, why not? Like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think that I was being duped. But it was a book by Stephen King, and there's like this one scene where uh, the the character in this Stephen King book was like sent to jail and had to do like an um, like a cavity search before entering the jail, and it was like really graphic and explicit. And <laughs> as I'm as I'm reading this book out loud, the campers, I like pause 
And I'm like, re- I'm reading the passage before I'm saying it out loud. And I'm like, oh no, like I'm not. I can't read this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to say this out loud. And so the camper that gave me the book um, was like, why are you pausing, Coxon? And I was like, um, like, no reason. I just am like, you know, trying to get a better look at the text. <laughs> And, and he starts like ins- laughing insanely because he's already read it. He knows what's coming up. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, it happened like a few more times where like I'm um, like reading and then pausing before I read. And then I skip over a large section of the book. <laughs> and every single time it happened, this kid just started dying laughing. It's pretty funny. <laughs> you just got to edit on the fly as you read. Yeah, I know. I, I, I did not possess the skills at the time to do that, but you're absolutely right. She just made something up. How much do you guys think, like, if camp was listed on Airbnb, but as a single property, like, one person or, like, a group of people could come and rent it, what do you think the nightly price would be? 15 grand. I don't 15 know. grand? And they rent for the, the whole, entire the whole... property? Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Fifteen grand. Fifteen grand. That's what I would. That's what I would put that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there. What is there even really to do on for, camp? for the weekend? I would say for a weekend. For like, for like Friday through Sunday evening, I would put it at fifteen grand. But if it's a night, I would put it at like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh, I th- I think fifteen uh, grand a night sounds more like your original sounds, sounds more. Because if you think about it, if you say like a whole weekend. You get what, like, eight prime weekends in the summer. Again, that adds up to what, like, a cabin and a half revenue. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying like fifteen per weekend. For like there, like there would just be no point for anyone to rent the entire property. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If anything, you could rent, like. A cabin, I would say, would be way more reasonable. Yeah, and unless you're renting, unless you're renting out camp for like, like if you were, if I were getting married and I wanted to go to camp, right? I could rent out the cabin. I could, I could in like for the coronavirus, right? Set up the whole thing on Forbes Field, have the chairs be ridiculously six feet apart, and then whatever you're all looking at the lake and then you have the whole camp the whole wedding party everybody has the camp for the weekend or whatever it's the, it's the wedding ceremony right yeah That's can you I'm, imagine like, socially distanced wedding nah dude that would be so uncomfortable it'd be like you can't even whisper to the person next to you what's the point like that's fun although yeah. camp does have like a big enough property where it could be feasible that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you could make that happen because Forbes Field is big. The whole middle grove is huge, and it's all really pretty. So you could go anywhere and like make it happen. Yeah. And then, and then imagine if camp was like one of the only places in Maine that you could get married. Not only in Maine, but probably the only place in the like one of the only places in the country that you could like get married at this summer. That could be huge profit. Blind a man, baby. Maybe we just run out the uh, entire camp to the NBA, have them play the rest of their uh, playoffs. 
That's <laughs> on the basketball court. Char- charge them $5,000 per game. Yeah. And 5% on broadcasting. Wow. Is it is it me or you that works in media planning, Dosek? Maybe I'll be taking over your job. Yeah, yikes. Those are the sorts of decisions we're talking about. <laughs> we do one wedding a week. I feel like one wedding a week, that's two cabins. Seven weeks of the summer, 14 cabins worth of revenue. How many more do we need? Sorry. I think um, maybe we could maybe we could segue uh, from yeah. financial talk to uh, bringing back the spirit of Aguam. I agree. I think yeah. I think that what we should uh, one of the things that we should really focus on as an Aguam community going forward is the Agalog. I think that that's a, that's like been a pretty like it's been trending upwards over the last like since its inception over the last like couple of years and i think that specifically since camp is an opening this year it could be really helpful to have um a really solid like high 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 quality update from the whole community um and so that means like coordinating I don't know, and I don't know who would do it, but ideally it would be someone who's listening to this podcast and is a part of our community and is willing to kind of reach out to others and ask for their experiences so we can just put together, like, the most awesome Agalog. True. That'd be great. Yeah, Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to have uh, camper submissions from seeing what they're doing kind of around the world all these different uh, kids who perhaps like haven't spent a summer at home in a, in a while, uh, get an update from them and, and r- have that like community engagement that you're talking about. Uh, Cause I think uh, the, like the alumni newsletters and stuff, they're super important. And even like looking back at some of them that, I don't know if you guys checked out any of the old like alumni newsletters up in, uh, up during the reunion and Governor Hall, but that it's amazing to see like how connected the community has been in the past and uh, how we could get campers to make it like an interesting summer for the Agalog doing the same. Yeah. It'd be like an Agawam census. How many unemployed campers? Yeah, Yeah, actually, I think we just collect all these uh, campers unemployment checks and make a big scheme out of that that's how we say camp financially yeah those campers don't need those checks i think we just give it all to bruce <laughs> Bruce. yeah he's another casual what are he's gonna, gonna do for the summer for, yeah it's gonna be devastating for those for like camp kitchens and all those all of the people that make summer camps happen you feel for you guys. I think we uh, have Bruce like run out his services to various campers over the course of the summer. <laughs> Just cook for them. <laughs> travel and <laughs> travel to their houses. And food, truck, food truck. Agawam food truck. Agawam food truck. Yeah, running out of the uh, Mawaga vans. Yeah, that's what oh, I miss the most is the camp food. That's right. <laughs> Said no one ever. 
That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Agawam. How stoked would you be if you were just chilling at home and the Agawam food truck rolls up unannounced and gives you, like, you know, syrup and waffles and <laughs> a like box, sausage link. Or, like, boxed scrambled eggs. Yes. Hey, <laughs> as long as it's Bruce's smiling face behind that grill. Yeah. Bruce, I'll take I'll anything. you, man. I'm just joking. Your food's amazing. <laughs> the master chef. Just have a cooking show between Bruce and the kitchen ladies from home. <laughs> Yeah, no, they a lot of food networks do that. That's good content. Like I'd watch that. How we make all of camp breakfast. <laughs> a tutorial. Yes. Um Yeah, I'm thinking cuz Bruce could also could do like the cook from home challenge and like make some classic Aguam dishes. We could you know, have you have you guys seen those like show me your crib uh quarantine videos where like celebrities like show everyone what they've been doing from home? Yeah. We could do something like that, like tall pines or something. Oh, that'd be crazy. I don't know if the campers should be allowed to know. Yeah. Tuesday night at Chiefs via Zoom. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was twenty two years old the first time I walked into Tall Pines and I was <laughs> I was definitely like a little bit nervous and like <laughs> a little bit like awestruck. I was like, wow, like I'm finally going to go inside. That's, it was pretty nuts. That's, that's so funny. I think everyone has had that, but like at 22, that's really interesting. Cause like, that's a rare experience at that age. Cause like, it's kind of, you're not really nervous in those situations unless it's like a legitimate, like special circumstances. <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah, because most people go in for the first time senior club year, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like 16 years old and they're just chilling or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, stop those sodas. <laughs> yeah. Chilling. I like the idea of like a, a scavenger hunt. Um, We could... I feel like you could decentralize a lot of Agwam events. Um, like, po- like if Agwam posted a master scavenger list, then you could get like points for like finding items and they could be like super hard to find and like really weirdly specific. Yeah. yeah. And we could do, yeah, that's, that's good. It would be tough to do um, anything that's like a relay, but you could do like treasure, but you actually have to go to the person's home. <laughs> Just make sure you touch as many services as possible. You're outside their window. Knife, 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 knife. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to be the person who has to go to all those houses and then hide all those things before it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, Swampy, time for you to hop on a plane. You're going to Cincinnati. You got to shove a bright neon red piece of paper in somebody's house. <laughs> oh, See, like groups of campers, like the Murray brothers running down the highway. <laughs> We're on our way to Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe, uh, maybe Cap should start a vlog since he's going to be at camp all alone this summer. Oh, 
<laughs> that's, that's, that's better than him just standing on center field rock and doing a 360 view of the same yeah. thing that it's always been. I agree. <laughs> I think he should totally take that into the next level. Cap could get like a million subscribers by August. <laughs> His current videos are really just missing Cap, the narration. Cap should get his voice. His, yeah, his voice alone box. would be like Cap audio on Cap's voice would go viral and like people would use that. Cap should do ASMR, really. Yeah. <laughs> What's ASMR? It's the it's those videos that are like like the auditorily like pleasing, I guess. Like people whisper and like crinkle pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never heard of that? Oh my god. You never heard of that? I really wish you hadn't said that. Talk to me up all night looking up ASMR. ASMR. The first thing we I do when we hang up is look up videos. Oh, you're gonna. Okay, the rabbit Oh my gosh, that's too. Gonna become your new favorite genre of video. All right, I'll let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> I can't wait for the update. If you have any of like your favorite videos in that genre, let me know. I don't think I've seen a full video to be honest. <laughs> Forward <laughs> me some ASMR, please. But once you once you watch those videos, you'll understand that Cap is just perfect. Perfect. Yeah, he's perfect. He'd be a star. <laughs> I'd love it if it was just his little uh, like random ad libs that he does at times, like nah. <laughs> e. <laughs> e. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit at the mic and do that for hours just whisper it oh my gosh you know who we should have on here as a guest and who? I know he listens to this too so I am formally calling you out Gus Simpson we need to call him as a guest oh and, I'm sure and, he would and love imperson- it and impersonate Cap we need to get your impersonation of Cap on, on the podcast it's, it's uh <laughs> Second to none. Yeah. He's been yeah. put on blast. He's Just a big fan. Yep. Put on blast. Where you at? He's also a great character in general. So we need his we need his energy here. 100%. Yeah. He also does a fantastic... Uh, we want you, bud. <laughs> yeah. He does a fantastic Bowman, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally does. Forgot about that one. There's a bunch of legends we need to get on. We need to start having a lot of guests. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Listeners, if you want to come on, just let us know. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, reach out to any of us on any social media or our phone numbers, and we will be more than glad to put you on the show. Yeah. Call me in the middle of the night. I don't even care. We need, we need the interviewers. Yeah, and call, call you, me in the middle of the night, but if it's after ten thirty, then text me. <laughs> yeah, if you call us at one thirty in the morning, we will all gather to record an episode. <laughs> that's that's just one way to get my attention, you know. That's just how yeah. important this is to us. And it's not just anybody; it's only Agawam people we do that for. Okay, so that's 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 really like you gotta understand what's being offered here. Hmm. Like, I don't I'm know. Do you guys up at one thirty in the morning for anybody? You know. <laughs> Do you guys think we should ever have a guest from like 
Tamanis or Nito for anything? No. No? No. I don't know. Could could be my gut reaction add? is no. What, what could they possibly add? Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. We could bring them on and just shame them the entire time. <laughs> like a joke. Now, now you prank them. And, yeah, and I guess if we <laughs> – if we ever wanted to – just like brutally like harass someone we'd bring someone like a Nito Nito I was gonna say Nito for sure (laughs) and just berate them (laughs) until they delete their account what went through your mind when you chose Nito for real (laughs) my parents just sent me there I don't know (laughs) why you you in a coma Yeah, it's it's just too much. I really hope nobody hears any of that. (laughs) It's all um, it's all friendly uh, rivalry, you know. That's all it is. Answer. I've never actually met anyone from Nito, so I wouldn't. uh, I'm. We're obviously just joking here. Yeah. Yes. There's there's no animosity at all. It's all love. There was like a. It was really weird. There, I met like this little group of people in Arizona who like went to Nito, like a little Arizona base of Nitopians. A little weird. weird. That's really weird. That's so random. That is, yeah. What other Agwam events could we do? De- decentralized Agwam events. Tug of war somehow. <laughs> um, I have no idea how that would work. Yeah. yeah, we need a really We're- long rope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not that's <laughs> not what I was thinking, but that's genius. We should yeah. definitely do that. Solved. Yeah, one one end of the rope would be in San Francisco, where the <laughs> AGs would be, and then the WAMs would all be on the East Coast. And then the the flag would be somewhere in like Oklahoma, <laughs> and first person to pull the flag like a few hundred miles wins. Oh my god! <laughs> we could do There's the actual. We could do the real life Pony Express probably. <laughs> What's yeah. what is that? What is it, the real life? It was like so back in the day where uh, like the U.S. Postal Service was right in the beginnings, and travel across the country took like weeks. They just hired a bunch of orphans to ride horses and relay mail back and forth across the U.S. and it took a lot less time, and uh, that's what became the Agwam Pony Express. But we could just do that. We could uh, have a relay race across the country on horses. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that would make national yeah. news if Agwam actually did that and like followed through. That would make national news. Yeah. Summer camp does cross nation. Cross national relay race, transcontinental <laughs> pony ride, yeah. <laughs> in honor of the exploitation of orphans. <laughs> Wild. I think we'd be winning the quarantine if we did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta show that we gotta show this virus. We cannot be beat. I don't know a better way to do that. I think Aguam camping this year is just who can stay out in the wilderness for the longest amount of time. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't see what could possibly go wrong with that. Um, 
A group of lower wands has been out in the wilderness for 42 <laughs> days now. <laughs> They've been legally declared dead. <laughs> yeah, the search has been called off. <laughs> but they're leading the way for the wands. <laughs> Securing the victory. All right, lads. Um, you guys uh, want to wrap it up? I think it's been like 40 minutes or so. Yeah. It was yeah, a pretty yeah. uh, casual episode, given pretty, the news. But, pretty lively. Yeah. Pretty lively. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I actually yeah, liked the energy of this episode. It was pretty good. Felt good. Yeah, yeah. we got to keep this up. People need people need this content. I got I got to be better at posting the episodes too. I will I will be better at that. I'll post I'll post the last one tonight. Um, yeah, how did that one turn out? The audio was. I, I, honestly, a little, uh, I haven't even looked at it yet. Um, I uh, I've been wicked busy with work, and then I went up to Maine for Memorial Day weekend. But yeah, word. You want to go around do it? Our uh, closing thoughts here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, I actually did a. On my drive, I did think of uh, an idea for a way to end the pod. Um, and it kind of goes along with, like, the theme of structuring our episodes somewhat like a, uh, a day at camp, I guess, is if we ended the episode with, like, a whiplash question in general for the oh. group. You know, like, at the end of the night, playing whiplash with the cabin. That's a great uh, idea. Don't they get really personal, though? Uh, but it doesn't have to be one. It could be more... Uh, like a funny one. Okay. Do you have a good uh, example question that we can try this yeah, out? Yeah, I, I actually did think of a, a good uh, question. So I think like the idea of uh, the question of what superpower would you have? It's kind of like played out, I guess. So kind of similar, but in the same vein is if you could have one magic item or uh, enchanted item or something along those lines, you know, uh, like an item with a power, what would it be? <laughs> from, like, a, this is, like, an item that is from, like, a book we all know, like a Harry Potter item, or can it be, like... Uh, it could be, or it could be a lot more just, like, uh, out of your imagination or something, you know, like, um, it's basically, like, the question, what superpower would you have? Because, like, the item uh, can really do anything, you know, like if your superpower, you wanted to control lightning, maybe your item is, you know, like Thor's hammer. You get what I'm saying? Right. That's a good question. I like that one. I'm picking the Harry Potter wand, 100%. Like a, a wand from Harry Potter? The Elder yeah. Wand? The Elder Wand, for sure. Bro, I'm going to be yeah. invincible with that. Why wouldn't Word. you just pick like a regular wand? Because then, like everyone's gonna try and kill you for the elder wand. Haven't you read the book, Swampy? <laughs> I have, but um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. All right. I like to live life on the edge. Cool. Have you guys oh, ever no, seen? I... Oh no, you go, Ranger. Okay. Uh. For my item, what I'm going to go with is a book that has all of the secrets, just see every secret that uh, is out there. So, like, I, I don't even secrets. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I think, and and hear me out, because it's more about the explanation. Like, so you just want to know everything. I don't, in a way, but like, 
I don't think I would use these secrets like manipulatively or like against people. I don't know. That's just not me. But I think it would just be more like entertaining to know like every secret that people don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all the no. unsolved mysteries in the world, I, I just know. How the fire okay. lights. So you're not talking about like people's individual secrets. You're talking about like the secrets of the year. Yeah, so I guess pe- people's secrets too. Just every secret. I don't think I would ever look at my phone again. I would just be reading these secrets. So you would, you would, you would know if Becky cheated on her husband, and also if there's a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some is a little bit more salacious than others, I guess. I like that. Wow, it's great. I would choose a basilisk, a basilisk fang, so that I could stab. Dosex book and <laughs> dang, yeah. I, would, I mean, I guess if that book exists, I'd take the book. <laughs> this is like a Yankee swap or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise, um, do you guys know uh, Doctor Doolittle? That guy who talks yes. to animals. I just, uh, yes. I don't know. Whatever he uses to talk to talk to animals, I take that. <laughs> Love that. That's a great one. Yeah. All right. Well, I like that way to end the the episode. So I guess we'll see everyone later. Word. Peace. Peace out. Sounds good. All right.